Joe, just introduce it. You oh, can do all... it. Hello, everyone. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, see, I just got to get the prime pump for Yeah, this. for our next episode of Mixed Messages with... Jeff Oak. Oh, you knew that one. That's good. Uh, my name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into... Today's... Topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisers, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions... But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of that information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, as we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeffrey? Joseph? Hello, sir. How Good. are you? How you doing, Tony? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hello, sir. Good. How you doing? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I get a love English report. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's been a good couple of days. Oh, well, uh, there you go. And that's the only reason that, uh, that's the only thing that impacts my mood is the circumstances of my life. Oh, well. Yeah. No. <laughs> then you're moody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was a terrible advice and false for those of you that don't know me well. Um, yeah. So, Jeff, we have a question today um, that's a little bit related to that ironic uh, twist. It's all about what happens when we're stuck in a spiritual rut. Mm. What do we do? Um, I'm still, this person says, I'm still spending time with God each day, reading the Bible. I go to church, I'm reaching out to others, but I just feel like I'm not growing spiritually. How do I get through this season? It's mm, a very good question. Uh, put yourself in a position where you're dependent on Christ by faith. So go, go do something crazy. There you go. And, and not like bungee jumping. No, it can be anything. I, I would say, when, when when I'm in a position like this, um, I need to look at the area of my life that I have the greatest insecurity and usually the area of my life and my faith where I exercise the greatest caution, and I need to go do something crazy in that area. Hmm. So that can be, you know, a missions trip across the world. That can be walking across the cafeteria and sharing your faith with somebody. That can be trusting God with your finances. Um, but but do something that pushes you and pushes faith. I, uh, I like to, I've said many times, I like to say that if you can budget, budget it, schedule it, and put it on the spreadsheet, what do you need God for? Mm-hmm. So putting yourself in a place where God like has to show up, and, and it's, a, it's an act of faith, it's a stretch of faith, and uh, God will show up when you're doing something to honor Him. I'm not talking about bungee jumping. Like, mm-hmm. if you do that, if you bungee jump and the rope breaks, you go to heaven, God, I, if I was God, I'd be like, no, you jump, you jumped off a bridge <laughs> with, with a rubber band. Like, nah, sorry. You're the one. Yeah, that was your, that was on you. Yeah, you're the one. But <clears throat> now I'm talking about something that stretches your faith, and and I, I see this happen a lot. Like, um, like, so for instance, if giving financially is your place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So if you look and say, man, unless I have enough money in the bank and I have it, then I'm like, then do that. Uh, if sharing your faith, if you're like, I don't know what to say and what if people don't like me, my job's on the line, I'm like, well, then go do that. Uh, I have a couple friends that like are terrified to leave the country mm-hmm. and and especially to go to someplace impoverished. Yeah, I'm like, you should go do that. Mm-hmm. Like buy the ticket right now, and and go do that because you will pray. And you and, and what happens when we when we settle into routines? Like everything that the our listener is saying is great. I mean, great. Go yeah. to church, read your Bible, pray. 
reach out to people, that that's great. What that means is, is that you've exercised that spiritual muscle to the point that you don't really need it anymore. You don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, when, when I get off the couch and I start running, uh, the first mile, if I've been dormant for a while, that first mile is brutal. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing that every day, I don't even it's like hit my stride until the first mile. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah, you have to grow. And the, the scripture says that you grow in the grace and knowledge of God, and you do that more and more. What, mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, do more and more so that God shows up in bigger and powerful ways. Yeah, I wonder if there's not a way, like for instance, <clears throat> not knowing the fullness of our listener's story, like is there something God's been nudging you about that you've been ignoring? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a sin issue that you're like, eh, it's not that big of a deal that I talk about my friends this way. It's not a big deal that I use this kind of language. It's not a big deal that I ignore these people. It's, you know, you keep filling in your blanks. We all have our different tendencies and hangups, but if you've been ignoring those things, well, God's might be waiting on, like, I've been talking to you for years about this, and you're ignoring me, so of course you're not going to feel a vibrancy. Or um, maybe it is that nudge, like, you've seen the church talk about go teams for how many years now, and you're like, no, I'm too scared to do that. And God's like, well, I'm nudging you to, like, step out in faith and follow me down that pathway. So sometimes it's just acknowledging something that's already been there in the in the wings, so to speak. Um, and another thing that I've done in the past... Um, I've done a a weird version of like a 360 review where like I'll go to my friends. I'll go, I've I've done this with you before. I'm like, what am I not seeing? Um, what what's a blind spot in my life? Like, um, am I treating people or am I missing? Am I not growing in an area? And sometimes it is. It's just you don't realize that you've been holding back. You've been uh, really judgmental with people lately, but you think it's out of a righteous mindset or like. And let other people that follow Jesus that you trust give you that honest feedback. And maybe there's something you've been holding from God that he's like, that's the area that I'm trying to get you to focus on. But because you've been ignoring it, it feels like I'm ignoring you. Yeah, I, and that's where I think the, the find that place of insecurity or that place of fear and mm-hmm. go there. The, the, I remember one time, this was uh, years ago, when we built... Uh, Heidi and I built a house we share with my parents before mm-hmm, they passed mm-hmm. away. And on Silver Fox. On Silver Fox, yeah, that's right. And so we um, we went out and uh, basically, you know, you dig up a field and, you know, there's a subdivision there and you put a house in it. So when we first moved there, there was still like all the elements of the field. So like I had to trap and kill rats, mm. for instance, like because they lived in this field. And, um, you know, you'd see... Uh, just stuff like that, raccoons and stuff like that. They're like, you tore my house up, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that, that this house had a, a creek in it, and we had snakes. There's just snakes everywhere because they had, they're in their environment, you know, right. and so we had disturbed it. And I hate snakes, just <laughs> hate them. I, don't, I actually don't like reptiles. Like, sorry, Outback Ray, I love you, but I hate all of your animals. Like, I, I just <laughs> do not love that stuff. And so, um, <clears throat> I would get a jump scare solid once a week uh, running into a snake, you know? And for some reason, like, that got on my nerves. And I thought, I don't want to be afraid of something, and I don't want my kids to watch their dad, like, be afraid of something that's actually... These are gardener snakes. They're not... Mm -hmm. You know, if this was a timber rattler or something, it'd be a different conversation. These are just little, you know, gardener snakes. And so I just made this determination in my life that every time I saw a snake, I would pick it up. Mm. 
And so I just started picking up the snakes. And I would take them like deeper into the woods, relocate them or whatever. And every time I did that, my heart was pounding. Uh, anxiety. I hate, I just always have hated the feel of a mm-hmm. reptile, a lizard, a chameleon, or whatever. You know, I, I don't like them. People keep them as pets. I don't understand it. <laughs> but, and so I hate the thing. I hate the slithering. I hate the way the snake wraps itself around your wrist when you have its head. But I, I was like, I'm just going to do this, not to get over. I'm not sure I ever got, I think I would still like, in, on the inside, have a little jump scare because I I live out in a place I live on a river now and there's snakes everywhere, so it's not it's not that I overcame or conquered my fear, it's it's that I didn't allow my fear to conquer me, mm. and to me in our in our faith walk that's a really big deal. Yeah, like if if I'm afraid to verbalize my faith, um. Then I need to like go verbalize my faith, and what and what happens to our listener, like people like like them, like I'm like this too. We all are. I'll I'll like I uh, I'll share Christ with people, and I'll say that, and I'm if I'm not careful, I'm actually talking about the same person over the course of a few years. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where now actually it's not scary to share with you anymore. Now we have a relationship and you're used to it. And so the faith element has come out of it. And now it's actually just the way that two friends are open to interacting with each other. But to create that new relationship, I travel a lot across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heidi and I enjoy that. And then we, you and I have done this a lot, Joe, with mission stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we have churches in different places in the world. Like I still, my heart still skips a beat when I do that, mm-hmm. especially if we're going to the heart of Africa or someplace that's not quote unquote safe. Mm-hmm. So my heart still skips a beat. I'm not sure I enjoy it. Sure. Like I, I when I land in Africa and it's 120 degrees and <laughs> you know it's not it's those are not pleasure trips when we do that no, kind of not. stuff. But I'm really glad I do it, mm-hmm. and I know I need to make myself do it again. I was thinking of that exact example. Excuse me, the exact example when you and I went there in '09. Uh, that was the first time I had ever gone international, ever, ever anywhere. Um, wow! And I had only been on like maybe three flights before, and I think they were all to Florida. Um, and so, granted, getting off the plane in Florida is pretty much 120 degrees too. But, <laughs> yeah, um, depends on when you go. But but uh, you know, it's a very very different experience, and so all of that was so new. My heart definitely skipped a beat, you know. And I, at that time in my life, I was not an anxious person, but I think it's one of the first times I really fought against that emotion because I'm like, I'm in the plane a long time, and where am I landing, and what's going to go on, and you know, just just the unknown. But that was one of the most formative couple of weeks probably of my life, yeah. you know, and I look back at that trip with a ton of fondness. Um, it's one of the trips I probably still remember the clearest from all that. I've now ironically taken dozens and dozens and dozens of trips like that around the world. Um, but it's just amazing what God did to, to stretch and to grow and pull, propel me forward. Uh, just out of saying, okay, God, I'll do this thing that you've put in front of me that I think I'm supposed to say yes to. Yeah. That's the stuff I'm talking about to our listener. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what version of that is right. for you. So 
Joe and I are throwing out examples. I don't I don't want somebody to take that and say, I guess I need to take a mission trip. Right. I'm just I'm just trying to throw examples out of like there there's some place in your life because we're all because if you're a human being, I assume a human being asks this question. <laughs> um, then we have places of insecurity and fear somewhere in our life. And I'm like, just go there. Mm-hmm. And and you'll watch your faith change. You'll watch your uh for instance. When we went to Africa, we've been there several times now, but first time, I read a thousand-page book on the plane on the way over. Mm. Well, I have a different love for Africa. Mm-hmm. I have a different understanding of Africa. Like, God alters, altered my heart for those people that stretches my faith now. Mm-hmm. And then it's cool. I like to say, once we love somebody, we're never afraid of where they live. Sure. Yeah. So even like watching that play out, mm-hmm. like the the fear levels go down because you're looking forward to seeing who are now your friends. Right. So I just think that it would be the suggestion that I'm looking for. The the and what will happen then is your prayer life will go deeper and be vibrant. Your time in God's Word will go deeper and be mm-hmm. vibrant. Your Christian obedience, so to say, will go deeper and be vibrant. And I would just look at, like, where where am I insecure? What am I fearful? Where am I disobedient? Mm-hmm. Um, even if you've justified that disobedience over time. And say, go there. For some people, well, like for you, one of your uh, good examples of this is when you lost all that weight. Oh, sure. You went there. Mm-hmm. And it was a spiritual experience for you. Because that was a long-term struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So for it, sure. you got to fill in your own blank with it. Yep. You know, um, I, I don't want us to be formulaic in our relationship with Christ. I think we've explained it though. Like, find those spots where there's fear, insecurity, maybe failure, maybe passivity, mm-hmm. and go just go full in right there, and you will watch your faith come alive in a new way. Yeah, and these are great things to process with. Uh, the spiritual leaders in your life. So if you have a, a team leader that you're already volunteering with or a small group leader or um, a relationship with a pastor, or if you just want to like set up an appointment to process that with a leader, um, these are great things to process out yeah. loud. Because um, sometimes they are related on some level to a blind spot. And so just being able to say some of that stuff out loud, a lot of times people can help brainstorm uh, those pathways forward. That's part of what being in the church community is all about. We're not supposed to do this in a vacuum, and this is an exact example as to where that can show up. Love it. Well, uh, I hope that's helpful to our listener, and as we always say, if we can help you, yes, you, that listener that asked this question, uh, take any unique next steps, reach out. Let us know. We would love to help you do that. If you have any questions that you'd like uh, engaged on our podcast, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a group of people to follow Jesus with and run after and hopefully grow with, uh, you can always join us here on the Weekend at Grace or check us out online. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.